Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Miss. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay, I'm recording. Uh, okay. I'm recording. Okay. Okay. Ooh, okay. I'm nervous. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. So I have a rule for this episode. Joanna, okay. I have a rule. Uh, if you, whenever you have an intrusive thought, you have to say it. If you withhold it, you take a shot. If oh you, my god. If you say it, you take a shot. <laughs> this is almost the point. <laughs> you are trying to get me fucked up. Oh, can Drunk. I s- can I swear? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> trying cool. to get me fucked up. Fuck. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> okay. 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 Are you excited to do the clap? I'm so excited. Okay. We all have one hand. Okay. Maybe I'll put this mic between my feet. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay would you care to join me yeah okay <laughs> okay ready we literally Wait. have it between our feet okay okay fantastic oh my god we're so we're like innovation <laughs> adapt innovate overcome mm-hmm. true okay one two three okay let's do one okay. time one two three <laughs> Hello, Joanna. Hello. <laughs> okay, I need to <laughs> fucking cut it with the accent. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Please stop. Guys, today we have a very special episode. I know I say this for every <laughs> episode, but today we got my ride or die bitch. Yeah. Yep. My bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we got Joanna. I actually, it's Hun. It's Hun. Yeah, just say son. I like son. Because it's like... Hey, son. People used to call... Joanna son. <laughs> yeah, people used to call me like sunshine. So. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got Joanna son yes. up in here. Yes. It's about time your it's about podcast time. had some controversy. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time we brought the spice. Yes. The spice. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm here just for that. Thank purpose. you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Gonna sprinkle a bit cayenne. Yep. A little bit of gochugaru. 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 Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite spice? Um, I mean... Old spice? No. Young spice? No. Okay. <laughs> Korean spice? Korean spice. <laughs> okay, like yeah. gochugaru? Gochugaru. Mm-hmm. Gochujang or gochugaru? Mm, gochujang. Mm, all the garus. Yeah. All the goch... Oh, okay. <laughs> all <laughs> <Never> right. <mind. laughs> okay. Yeah. Beep. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. So... Guys, I apologize. Um, <laughs> this episode is going to be very just fucking, I don't know what the fuck is happening. They're really, I, I propose that this be like a bonus episode because like, let's be honest, what am I doing here? Like, what am I doing What here? are we all doing here? Isn't that the question? I mean, facts, factual, but <laughs> I'm kind of the odd one out when it comes to the guests like, that you've had. But like, okay, I feel like you're worried that because like you're, you're say, you say that you're not like religious or whatever mm-hmm. but like this podcast is inclusive okay we love that mm-kay. we love to hear mm-kay. it okay yes. yeah, yeah 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 we're just vibing today we're just vibing today we're just gonna wing it <laughs> um you know i'm sorry okay i'm sorry i did not have time to prepare for this episode i'm sorry okay i'm sorry yeah. i mean no one's telling no one's saying anything to me this is your first apology your this first is me. scandal this is <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, man yeah i needed a contact um 
Felicia. I need to okay. contact her. Um, yeah. Minimize the <laughs> scandal. We got to get in touch with the press. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get get her on the phone. <laughs> um, so, okay. Honestly, okay. I had such a busy week. I did not have time to prepare. But, you know, sometimes it's okay to wing things, right? Yes. Right? I feel like this, a podcast is low on the list of things that you should not wing. <laughs> so it's it's okay. Listen, guys. Sometimes when winging things are good. Listen, I've been winging things my whole life, <laughs> my entire life. and You're a wingster. Yeah. I would say <laughs> I'm doing just fine. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. So it's fine. Okay. Sometimes you just got to wing it. You know, winging is not a bad thing. Like, you know, some of the best things have come from winging it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For example. This podcast. This podcast. This podcast. For episode. example, um, we got chicken wings, you know, <laughs> buffalo yes. ranch, right? Mm-hmm. Gochugaru. <laughs> <laughs> Right, 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 right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Anyways. So if you're not annoyed by us <laughs> just yet. I'm kind of annoyed by us. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what are we talking about? So today we're going to talk about the joys of female friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joanna, are you, are you, are you joyful right now? Joyful Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> I can thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a wreck. All right, okay. we gotta keep going. We gotta no, keep, we, we gotta keep it. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we gotta see through it. <laughs> okay, joyful Joanna. Okay, yeah. So, right, would you say you are joyful with this friendship? Of course. Thank of you. course. I would say. I don't know where I would be without this friendship. Mm. Um, and I would say that about most of my female friendships, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like women are such a joy in mm. my life and such a comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. 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 I would. Right. Right on. <laughs> right. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Okay. So, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like for me personally, I think junior high was when I think I first like developed my strongest female friendships. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense because like your age at right. that time, mm-hmm. like that's when you're you're like being socialized. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, developing strong like friendships. Mm-hmm. You know. Your first your first strong, like friends yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah so do you recall like uh like what what were your like experiences memories from like middle school with female friends yeah i mean i definitely had like a core group mm-hmm. of female friends and um they're still some of them are still my friends to this day um so they're very important people in my life and definitely people who've shaped who i am as a person and like we just went through all the same things together mm-hmm. and um they're very important to me to this day yeah mm-hmm. do you, you still keep in touch with them yes i do okay. mm-hmm. that's so cute yeah well just one of them but mm. you know better than none yeah i feel like friends i mean yeah friends in general like ebb and flow mm-hmm. you know people come and go in your life yeah i feel like it's like rare to like keep friends that you've had 
since like childhood yeah yeah i mean i think i only have one friend that i actually well a few but like one girlfriend in particular like hannah like right. i've known her since first grade yeah and we're still friends mm-hmm. and that's i feel like that's like so wild so rare but so precious yeah it's like yeah. such a friendship that i cherish yeah yeah there's just like some things that uh without the time and history that like a friendship like some some things um (laughs) 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 like there are there are some things that people can only know about you through time yeah through the years that you've been together right right Mm -hmm. that's a very strong like bonding thing glue yeah yeah i agree Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i feel like um so it's like funny because like when i reflect on my previous friendships like literally from so i had one best friend from like k through like seventh like seventh grade i think she was like my ride or die like she we did everything together she was Uh like my best friend and we had like a falling out unfortunately but like so she was an aries she was an aries yeah and then in middle school i had a best friend too Mm -hmm. she was also an aries Mm. and now bitch you're an aries too true so it's just like aquarius aries well all my like closest friends growing up have always been aries yeah 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 and aquarius too like interesting yeah yeah. interesting Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. (laughs) (laughs) what can i say do you have any like um very me- like core memories from middle school with like I your have friends. So many. I feel like friends. any like any given like core memory I have is from middle school. Mm, Whether middle it's good so or bad. Intense. Yeah. It's like why is it so intense? Why is it so fucking intense? We're literally children. We're literally children. But it's like it? it shapes you it shapes as a person. You. I read this quote somewhere like um I think it was like I think Virgil said it, like the designer. Ablo, yeah. Yeah, he was like everything that i did in my adulthood was for my 17 year old self oh yeah it's like i feel like everything that we do in adulthood is for our younger selves yeah yeah i saw a quote Mm. actually um i'm probably gonna butcher this quote but it was something about how your child self would Mm. feel safe with who you are today yeah and that really made me emotional Mm. it really did but it's like that's exactly it like every everything that we learn from that age is Mm -hmm. like shapes us who we are today i mean obviously like you change as you grow up but Mm -hmm. yeah i would say that yeah i feel like the trauma that you experience when you're like in middle school is like lifelong trauma like yeah even if it's not like as intense as trauma you experience when you're older Mm -hmm. i don't know just something about like childhood like especially that age like adolescent age such a difficult age actually such a difficult Mm -hmm. age i feel like no one really talks about it yeah yeah everyone's always like oh yeah like high schools no i I don't even think high school like everyone always says like oh yeah college is like the hardest because oh my god i had a blast dude college was so easy for me yeah college was so okay well okay besides like freshman year because i was in the honors program and the freshman year honors program uh was just like so hard mm. for me at least mm-hmm. <clears throat> i'm not like i'm not one of those like naturally smart people so mm-hmm. i had to like work but no like college was so much easier i mean maybe it's because my major was easier like i, yeah. I think just 
life life is yeah. easier and this obviously doesn't apply to everybody but like people who didn't peak in high school definitely peak in college and people who don't peak in college peak after college yeah exactly mm-hmm. like it's really the age where you come to be who you are and you mm-hmm. find yourself and you find people who genuinely like like you and who mm-hmm. are similar to you and um because there's just so many people at college that we've yeah. never been exposed to in our small high school so mm-hmm. yeah i had so much fun yeah same yeah. yeah i used to be really quiet in high school i'm so quiet to this day but mm-hmm. college um i feel like it definitely fosters an environment for you to like push yourself and put yourself out there um so i definitely did that yeah and had a fun time yeah okay i have a question for you yes. so like what's your mm, earliest or strongest memory of like a female friendship that really shaped who you are today that's difficult that's kind of a hard question as yeah. i'm asking it i'm like wait what would my answer be yeah i personally have problems like remembering things too Mm -hmm. like i don't know i have a lot of lapses in my memory Mm -hmm. um but you're probably gonna have to cut this out oh yeah that's fine i have to think (coughs) i'm a thing too yeah well how would i answer this yeah okay so for me personally Mm -hmm. the reason why um when i think of like female friendships junior high is such a core memory for me or like a core like uh, like such a prime time for of me experiencing female friendship is because like yeah like with my best friend because I feel like when you're in junior high I don't know for me at least like I had like no interest in boys yeah like my life was like my best friend was like my significant other oh my like God, we did yeah, everything actually. together yeah it was just like we would like talk for hours on the phone yeah like we would do everything together like we would text each other like i literally like would text my best friend as if i text my boyfriend yeah like just tell her like the most randomest things like everything everything like everything it was really now that you you really brought out a core memory for me because it was life or death right like i remember there was this one time where like i always had to call my friend my best friend after school Mm -hmm. and we would just talk about our day dude the after school phone talks oh my god those were so intimate it was such like it was so therapeutic yes like it was just i couldn't live I mm-hmm. actually couldn't live. And I remember, like, I was very clingy as a friend back mm-hmm. in the day. And there, my best friend, I called her one day and she wasn't available. Like, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, I can't talk right now. I was so mad. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to admit, I was a very toxic friend back then. <laughs> she an Aries. I'm an Aries, you know, <laughs> what can I do? I'm very hot-headed. Um, but I was so upset. Like, mm-hmm. it was really, like, crushing in mm-hmm. that moment where... It just felt like you were being rejected. Mm. Yeah. So definitely agree. Like friendships were very intense. Back they in were the day. so, yeah. Like amongst all the things that were intense, friendships were so intense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like I think that like probably like one of my top most intimate relationships 
was, was probably with like my like girlfriends in middle school yeah yeah like more intimate than like a boyfriend like just yeah tell each other everything we told each other everything we did everything together we would go to the school dances together mm-hmm. um and if we weren't included in something that was like really devastating mm. yeah oh my gosh yeah i remember that yeah so what's like one thing that you learned from that friendship that you still carry today um let's see if there is any I've, I've learned so many things from my friends i would say just i think being there for each other is so important but also like being patient with each other because like i said like I was very much all or nothing. Mm. I still am. Like, that's one of my personality traits. But now, um, you know, things happen. Life happens. Yeah. And my friends kind of taught me to have that sort of patience with one another. um, And just being able to empathize and listen to each other. I think it's definitely something I learned at that age from Mm -hmm. friendships Mm -hmm. and how to just continue because I'm still friends with them, continue like that sort of lifelong relationship that you don't really get from significant others. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because these people, like she knows everything about me. Yeah. I know everything about her and we were going through so many life stages together Mm -hmm. and like really like, the most intimate relationship I've ever had, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. emotionally at least. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I feel like, um, I think the biggest thing that I learned from my friendship in junior high was like, so we kind of had a falling out where I think like one day, because uh, there were like issues that we were having in the friendship. And so one day, like, I think I texted her and I, I, I regret this to this day. I regret this to this day. But like, oh. I told her like, um, basically like, I don't want to be friends anymore because you're not treating me mm-hmm. the way that I want to be treated and mm-hmm. like you're not being respectful to me and whatever. Um, so, I mean, I was setting boundaries, but I think it it just came out so harshly because like mm. it had just been pent up like, uh, yeah. like anger inside of me. And so like it just like exploded. And when you're in like in junior high, like you don't really know how to like navigate your emotions exactly in like a healthy way, right? Mm. Um, and then also the emotions are so intense and he- heightened because right. you're going through puberty. Yeah. Yana? Yana? Yana. <laughs> Yana? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the puberty. Um, like <laughs> Puber pants. <laughs> Puber pants. Okay. Puber ratinson. <laughs> Bitch, your shirt is distracting me so bad. Like... I'm trying so hard not to laugh, but Robert is just staring Rob in it. Yeah, in it. In it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Rob, little Bobby P. Bobby P. Bobby P. Up in here. <laughs> um, what the fuck was I saying? You regret. Um, I regret. <laughs> Lots of regrets. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, reg- I think it taught me that, like, no matter how angry I am in the moment, mm. Uh, never like cut off a relationship. But then again, your girl be cutting people off left and right still. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, the intention was good because she wasn't respecting you and you had to express your boundaries somehow. But definitely learning lesson was how to do that. Right. But you know what? I actually don't think I learned a lesson because... (laughs) 
okay <laughs> because the way i be cutting people off now is i just be ghosting Listen, them you, say, you just have to bye bye you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> like sorry 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 i mean okay it's because like i'm i don't know i guess i went from being super confrontational to absolutely non-confrontational yeah. i'm trying to learn how to be balanced balanced confrontational mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bo- bell con just stop i will just stop, stop. yep mm, fin. <laughs> okay moving on okay so can i ask you because i knew that you kind of grew up in the church too right a little bit yeah a little bit mm-hmm. and i'm assuming it was like a korean church yes mm-hmm. yeah so were your like f- church friendships different than like school friendships just like because like culturally you know there's a difference there's a difference between like friendships right in like a korean context versus like american friendships yeah yeah yeah. i would say they're non-existent like from church like Mm. i really did not have friends in church Mm -hmm. unfortunately um so yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah because i was in there for such a short amount of time of my childhood too Mm. where i at that age was very very quiet and shy Mm -hmm. um so i really just don't remember having friendships in church Mm. yeah and i think that's that was like the catalyst for me it wasn't the reason why i became or i lost my faith Mm. but it was definitely like kind of a catalyst at that a huge yeah yeah yeah, that's like so fuck i mean would you care to share like a little bit of what happened yeah so um i stopped going to church around i think i was like eight or nine years old Mm. And, um, I, like I said before, like I was very quiet. So it was really hard for me to make friendships at that age. And, uh, there was an incident where, um, we were just like playing as kids. We were, um, like playing tag and throwing like pine cones at each other. And, um, I accidentally, um, hit like one of the kids there like with a rock it was so Mm. bad like i literally thought it was a pine cone yeah um and everything was just like in the heat of the moment and it ended up hitting him and he was really he he got hurt from it and Mm. i felt so bad i felt so guilty and um it was a whole thing where like my mom had to call their mom and apologize and i apologize i was just that was a very traumatic moment for me like i was i just felt so guilty and mm. bad and it was such an accident too like it, it was yeah. totally an accident yeah yeah and um so uh, word spread quickly that i did that and so people obviously saw me as like the villain mm. i was already an outcast somewhat but that was like kind of like the final push Mm. and so i remember like the following week at church um after like service like we would have lunch and i was walking to lunch by myself and then a bunch of kids like like they came up to me and they were just giving me dirty looks Mm. and clearly talking about me and um like the pastor's kid was in there too so mm. if the pastor kids don't the pastor's kid doesn't like you you're done yeah right you're yeah, out you're out you're Goodbye. out bye yep yeah yeah and they like they just basically like 
we need to talk about we need to talk about pastor's kids after this but mm-hmm. i'm just saying like pk pk the problem kid the problem kid <laughs> exactly sorry 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 to any sorry pks to any. out there but <laughs> y'all need to go therapy i'm just saying i'm just saying this is this is from personal experience but <laughs> i'm okay so let me clarify the the pastor's kids some pastor's kids i know are genuinely so sweet true so true. sweet but like i know a lot of them i've heard stories of some that are like very problematic yeah yeah, but yeah continue yeah and so they just started bullying me like and that was very traumatic as well because like growing up i was fortunate where i didn't get bullied too much like mm. in school like like regular school yeah but in church is where i received the most amount of bullying mm. um and so yeah that after that day like i immediately told my mom i was like i cannot go back mm. i cannot go back and were you eight at this time How yeah old? i was about eight mm. and um i just like i was like i can't deal with this like mm-hmm. this is very upsetting i don't know what else to do i already i apologize and i do genuinely feel so bad um and i just felt like i had to remove myself from that situation because like yeah. clearly they didn't like me yeah so i was like i'm out like mm-hmm, I, I don't want to mm-hmm, be here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and after that like i never went back to church yeah so um and like why would you after that experience that's so traumatized for an eight-year-old like that's yeah. so traumatizing yeah yeah so if you guys are out there listening to this to the people who bullied me you can cut this out <laughs> but this is me because i'm a little tipsy right now y'all are so mean y'all are so mean y'all are so mean y'all are so okay mean. i'm so i'm still to this day so sorry for what happened yeah but i really don't yeah. think i deserved that treatment yeah of course you did it no one does yeah that's so like uncalled for yeah that's so, so fucked up. yeah i mean i guess like because i know you also wanted to talk about my relationship with religion and not to say that like again not to say that that was the reason why i left i have like my own personal reasons mm. as as to why but yeah. um yeah that was very very traumatizing for that's me that's very hard mm-hmm. yeah i can't i just can't imagine having to deal with that as a kid mm-hmm. and the impression that church leaves on you after that yeah like how could you ever unlearn that like it, I, I just yeah it's like i understand yeah 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 especially like um also from what my parents went through themselves mm. in church settings um all around growing up it didn't seem like well obviously i'm not trying to generalize like all korean church experiences but from from my own personal life experience it just didn't seem like an environment that mm. was kind or compassionate or welcoming right and that's literally like you you guys are christians and you claim that that's Mm -hmm. what you believe in but like your actions don't match that at all Mm -hmm. like i yeah i get it yeah and it can be a very confusing time like when you're already struggling no yeah church korean churches can be the most toxic environments yeah 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 I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what else. I mean, I don't have anything else to say except to just validate you. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, too, I, I don't want this episode to just be like shitting on. No, Korean I mean, it's churches. OK. Like, this is a space for you to shit on anyone who you want. <laughs> All right. <laughs> say less. Um, <laughs> no, but I think let's also, like let's like air out the shit. Yeah. Let's put the shit on the table. Yeah. 
look at 20 it. 20 years later, I'm coming at y'all yeah. with right. the vitriol I felt. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, it's like this. It's like this. You're holding this shit inside of you, right? Yeah, because like, I never and, talked about this. You're right. the first person really that went like grew up in that same mm. environment yeah. that I did. After that, like I wasn't really talking to anyone from church, mm. anyone in the Korean church community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like important. It's like if you're holding that shit in, you end up like it's like you gotta poop it out. Like <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be holding all that shit in yourself. It's yeah. gonna make you a shitty person, and yeah. like that. That like you be like you're not a shitty person. It's just the shit that's inside of you that Thank other you. people put inside of you. <laughs> so you gotta take it out. Be yeah. like this. This is not my shit. This mm-hmm. is your shit. Here, put it on the table. <laughs> I mean, it's like okay. At the end of the day, you can't blame anyone, but but the shit. Like you just put the shit it on the table. It was just the circumstances of what right, happened for right. sure too. Just put it on the table. Let's like look at it, observe it, um, <laughs> and then flush it. And then flush it. Yep. Just air it out flush it you gotta detox Mm -hmm. and then you gotta yeah and then just yeah okay (laughs) okay so let's let's put this out on the table here right now yeah we got a table yeah all right so that happened right i said i'm not going back to church i can't do this right um i'm scared Mm -hmm. and the thing that also pushed me over the edge was how pushy Mm like leaders in the church can be Ooh, i feel like i'm gonna get vilified for this but i'm just saying no that like church okay let me tell you something yeah i mean i think our listeners will a hundred percent agree with what you're saying i mean at least i hope so i know that the listeners who follow this podcast i've said worse on this podcast (laughs) like what you're saying is nothing i've said names on this (laughs) (laughs) um redacted um, so it's like i just feel like Leaders, okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When you put when you put Korean, male, <laughs> immigrant, Christian, and leader Oof. together, Oof. combination for disaster. True. It's the prime, they are the prime ingredients for toxicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because individually, those things can be so toxic, mm-hmm. but you put it all together... It's Disaster. a Toxapalooza. That's a good one. Toxapalooza. I like that. Or or should I say Toxapalooza? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Come sa. Come sa. Right. So come up. Come up. Um. Yeah. So tell me more. Tell me yeah, more. Yeah. So more. as soon as I left, obviously word got around, and you know they don't really take it lightly. Yeah. When they get news of someone wanting to leave. Right. And um, my church was really small, too. So we're got around quickly. And um, I've had the youth group leaders, the unnies, would come over to my house. Oh, my God. On non-church days, which I always thought was, like, illegal. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm only business allowed to, hours only business people hours, office hours only office my hours office only. hours are over 
over over (laughs) (laughs) so they would come and pick me up and you were still like eight at this time like yeah you're young okay i I mean obviously my mom knew about it Mm. um but they and she supported that i go back but i refused Mm -hmm. and so they would just do the most trying to get me back they would buy me food they would try to talk to me Mm. and in that moment like when you're a kid especially because like um you always look up to role models yeah. and like older older people, figures right? yeah. and so that meant to me a lot mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and so i thought at the time that they genuinely cared about me that they really wanted me to be okay and successful and wanted me to thrive at church um but as i got older mm. and knowing from personal experiences and um, from what I hear from my friends, I felt like it wasn't probably genuine. Mm. Um, I think it probably made them feel better mm. that they would bring me back right. rather than trying to actually get to know me and uh, want me to feel better. No, I feel that yeah. because I, I've had the same. I've had similar experiences where because yeah. when you're when someone's genuine, you can tell mm-hmm. you can tell that they're doing it from a genuine place and heart. But like, yeah, it's like you coming over to my house, inviting yourself over to my house, mm-hmm. trying to like minister me. Yeah. Just to, it's like, it's so clear that they're doing it just to make themselves feel better mm-hmm. and make themselves feel like, oh my God, like I'm so holy. Like I'm such a good leader mm-hmm. for doing this. But it's like, friend, miss, sir, uh, <laughs> Onni. Please, Anni, uh, respectfully. I did not invite you over, respectfully. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I get it. I would like to believe they're coming from a good place. Yeah, of but course. But I think that they just may, perhaps, perhaps, mm-hmm. they are unaware of their deeper motivation. Because I, I think it's like common where like, when someone does something to other people, it's so obvious why mm-hmm. they're doing something. But then to them, mm-hmm. um, they're kind of blinded. Like they're unaware. Yeah. Um, there are sometimes, th- sometimes that like you can, it's like so obvious to everyone except for yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I feel that like I, I've definitely had similar experiences. It's like, dude, like you're just trying to make yourself feel not guilty and mm-hmm. absolve yourself of that guilt. Because it's like, of, right. why didn't they talk to the people who bullied me? Right. Why didn't you try to pursue justice yeah. and rebuke the people who did you wrong? Yeah, because like that's what I wanted to address. Right. At that age, it was so stressful to me mm. and I wanted someone to hear me out. Right. And I, they never talked to me about that. They just wanted me to come back. Mm. Like they were just at that point, just like insisting mm-hmm. I go back and to the like, place of my trauma then? like right. no, no thank you no thank right. you and it's like if they really genuinely cared about you they would have asked you like what can I do to help you in the way that you need to be helped mm-hmm. instead of projecting what they think will help you but it's just causing you more trouble yeah 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 it's like the fire is coming from inside the house mm-hmm and they weren't addressing it. Right. They, the fire is coming. The house is burning. Mm-hmm. Um, what they needed to do was to go douse the house in water yeah. to put the fire out. But they were just going over to your house yeah. and being like, hey. <laughs> How y'all doing? 
Hey, how y'all doing? Yeah, like it just felt so invalidating right. to me. Like I wasn't being heard. I wasn't being seen. Like they weren't addressing that situation at all. Mm. So I was like, nah. Uh, yeah. With peace and love, this right. is not for me yeah. at all. Right, and right. I never looked back after yeah. that. No, I respect that. Like, okay, can we talk about... Um, so this is interesting because mm-hmm. let's let's... I want to like unpack perhaps why all Korean churches are so similar in this way because I, your experience is, and my experience and other people's experience are so similar. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think like the commonality is that they're Korean churches, right? So I feel like it's, I think it's less of like the church environment and more of the Korean culture. Oh yeah. Um, And then the church environment simply like exacerbates the mm-hmm. toxicity in Korean culture. So for example, Korean culture, toxic masculinity, huge. Um, passive aggressiveness, I oh, think yeah. it's huge. Like passive aggressive, like non-confrontational, not addressing the actual like root mm-hmm. cause of issues and simply just trying to like, you know, like like using like camaraderie as a blanket to cover the underlying issues Mm -hmm. like just because oh like we're close like we're family like Mm -hmm. you know like we look off each other like we're we're the same same body of christ like woohoo like you're my sister like i love you but it's like yeah no like if you really loved me you would try to like when you need to leave from a toxic environment Mm -hmm. um the best thing for you to do to heal is to just take time away right that's the only way you can heal not going back so it's like if they realize that like oh what she needs right now is to be away Mm -hmm. then if they really loved you they should have given you that space and autonomy to decide that and like respect your decision yeah, I think that's the biggest thing when you said autonomy and respect. Mm-hmm. And that goes to this day is I know who I am. Yeah. And I would prefer to be respected. Right. And for the decisions that I make mm. um, in terms of, I guess, faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why, like, for me, it's like, I think, like, the biggest pet peeve that I have that um christians do and i i think it's just because perhaps like those christians just have not experienced the trauma that we've experienced Mm -hmm. inside of like the church context it's like i just hate when people are like when christians are like oh like you should come back like why aren't you coming back like we miss you like you know why you know why i'm not coming back yeah it's like (laughs) how like first of all it's just like i just get frustrated with like when like christians um are not like emotionally and socially intelligent because Mm -hmm. it reflects poorly on the faith Mm -hmm. and yeah that's definitely something i experienced Mm -hmm. like it was a common experience for me Mm -hmm. um is like boundaries too right yeah yeah that's why i will never tell anyone no matter like if they were like christian and then like kind of like went away from the church or like they just like need to take a break Mm -hmm. you know I will never tell anyone, oh, like, you should come to church. Like, like, do you, would you be open? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I told you once because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I found a new, because you knew my journey. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I found a new church. Like, I love it here. It's great. Like, I'm making, like, the people here are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, I, I just, I told you out of, like, it's like, 
if I found a nice donut shop and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my yeah. God, the donuts here are so good. Like, let me take you there. Like, yeah. like if you want to go, like, yeah. I'd be so happy to take you there. But yeah, it wasn't like, I would never say anything like, oh, like, you should go to church. Like, yeah, like yeah. you should come back. Like, you should try to, like, work on your faith more or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. fuck that. Like, fuck that shit. Like, and I really respect <sighs> you for that. And I'm very thankful yeah. of that um, because, you know, it's very validating for me. And, you know, obviously everyone has the right to choose what they want to believe. And you've always been extremely respectful of that and never tried to sway me or anything. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's something that, you know, can be taken for granted, but I really definitely appreciate it. I just, like, I don't know. And, like, when when I I feel like I've, uh, we've been in a, we've been in situations where, like, a person has tried to kind of sway i'm not, maybe not sway but like you know who i'm talking about yes like and it just makes me so uncomfortable yeah because i'm like shut the fuck up like just stop <laughs> respectfully just stop. respectfully just yeah. be quiet because mm-hmm. it's like there are certain conversations that you can have like you like you need to like be aware of like who you're talking to yeah who is the right person for the conversation you're trying to have. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just I just get annoyed when like people can't read the room. Yeah. Yeah. And personally like in those situations, I kind of feel like I'm like a child. Like they're talking to me like right, I'm a child. Right. Like I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm been on my own journey mm-hmm. for like decades now. That makes yeah. me sound so old. But you know what I mean, for like yeah. years. Yeah. It's I been a while. I'm comfortable with who I am in terms Mm, of that mm -hmm. and um yeah if people don't respect that that's definitely like a pet peeve right that's definitely like a huge red flag right right yeah yeah it just shows that they're not like socially like aware and competent Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm. i hope we we don't get too much hate for this no yeah no yeah it's it's my journey it's the spice yeah we're, we're providing the spice yes okay so what i'm here for like i said i'm here to cause controversy <laughs> <laughs> the first scandal of your podcast i will be responsible for that <laughs> i will take credit for that <laughs> thank you thank you okay i i'm like okay so let maybe this maybe this episode will be less about female friendship i'm just trying to like we're just just diving guys we're just vibing we're just vibing we're just deep diving into like we're just talking whatever yeah there's no form there's no structure yeah Yeah. i hope that's okay with y'all we're just talking (laughs) thank you um okay i would like to dive into the topic of like why toxic churches when like one person says oh like this is not okay like i've been hurt Mm -hmm. why is it that so my personal experience has been um times i've been hurt from the church the korean church i would be like oh like i'm hurt like this sucked like other people caused me hurt Mm -hmm. and pain so i don't know if i'm valid in saying this but like I just feel like I have been gaslit for being hurt. I agree. I think you have too. I've been like, oh, like you guys were jerks objectively. Yes. Um, because I have had other people tell me that you like they have been objectively wrong. Yeah. And jerks. But then when I voice it and I'm like, oh, like this is why I'm not 
Maybe it's because I actually haven't voiced it. I've just left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, I think I'm responsible and uh, I take responsibility in the fact that like I haven't actually shared my pain mm-hmm. and like hurt. I've just left. And so maybe that's why people think, oh, she's like um, straying away. Like um, she's struggling with her faith. Mm-hmm. They, they'll jump to conclude. I mean, obviously it's like, OK, I need to take responsibility for the fact that like if I don't explain myself, people will naturally jump to conclusions. Yeah, that's understandable. Mm hmm. But for me, it's like I used to hate that feeling. I used to hate feeling misunderstood like that. Right. Because I'm like, I feel like you guys are like villainizing me mm-hmm. when you guys don't know the whole story. Mm. But it's like at the same time, I haven't told them the whole story. And I'm sure that if I told them the whole story, they would understand. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like I don't care to share. Sometimes to you don't owe people shit. Yeah. And that's why saying. that's why like I but I think I carry that like I have that, I carry that mindset mm-hmm. um, almost to a fault. Like, it's almost to an extreme mm. um, where I'm like, I really don't owe anyone shit. Yeah. But, but then if I have that mindset, then I can't be mad if they jump to conclusions. Yeah. 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 So I'm trying to, like, uh, like I've, I think like the past, like definitely like last year was a year when I was like struggling with that. Mm hmm. Now, like a year later of me being outside of environment mm-hmm. an environment like that, like I'm able to see things more objectively and like clearer with mm-hmm. like a like a higher like bird's eye view. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I used to always like hate feeling misunderstood. I just felt so ogure. Yeah. Like, like I've been wronged. Like you guys don't know me. Why mm-hmm. are you judging me like that? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, if I'm not like explaining myself, then obviously people are going to judge me. Mm -hmm. And not saying that that's okay. Mm -hmm. In an ideal world, people would not be judgmental, especially people at church. Right. If you're claiming to follow Christ. But also I can't, I'm a sinner too. It's like, I'm I'm not perfect. Like I can't be mad at them for like not having Christ-like traits when I'm not fully Mm -hmm. there yet even. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, I think my struggle comes from like I have a lot of anger when I think the at the root of it just to simplify things I get mad when people are two-faced yes when yeah. they act like when they try to like portray themselves as one thing mm-hmm. but then deep down they're not you definitely see that a lot in Korean in those environments yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's something that like I mentioned from my story earlier that I experienced too. Mm-hmm. Like people will act one way and then the next minute they're so terrible to you. Yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. an unfortunate issue. Common yeah. issue it seems like. But do you feel like that's happened with like Koreans mostly or like is there like a... I mean, I would say that's human nature. Mm-hmm. It's all across the board for true, me. True, that's true. And growing up, honestly, like, if it weren't for Korean school or Mm. church, um, I wasn't really around, like, where I grew up. Mm. There weren't a lot of Koreans Mm. in my town. Yeah. Um, So it's hard for me to say that's, like, the common experience I Mm. have. But, Mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, the past year, like, one thing that has been just recurring in my my cat's like so cute right now. <laughs> um one thing that's like a theme that's been 
a word that's been a theme in my past year mm-hmm. has been forgiveness. Mm. Like trying to understand what forgiveness is, like genuine forgiveness is, mm-hmm. like how to navigate forgiveness, um, forgiving others, forgiving myself, mm-hmm. forgiving situations, things I don't have control over. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Coming from my, like in the, I know you have talked about tr- like topics similar to this in previous episodes in terms of faith, but mm-hmm. I think for anyone listening to like, regardless of your background, forgiveness is important to think about because the way I like to also think about it is don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy on that anymore. And Mm -hmm. I feel like mentally forgiving them and you're forgiving them and yourself in your head is so, it's so comforting and it's a form of self care really, Mm -hmm. because you have to, like you said before, Mm -hmm. you got to shit it out. (laughs) (laughs) You got to shit it out. And excuse my language, and <laughs> you just have to air it out yeah. and deal with it mm. and then flush it. Just say goodbye right. for your own like yeah. mental health and for your own sanity and sake. Like it's definitely important mm-hmm. to to practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like for me, like I think for me, uh, so I'm obviously I think that forgiveness is a long journey in itself. But for a person who takes a long time to process her emotions and validate herself, it takes even longer. Oh, yeah. Like for me. Mm -hmm. So it's just been like an entire year plus, like just ongoing processing, healing. There's been a lot of healing that's been done the past year for me. So it's hard work. It's It's hard hard work. work. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. I see you. Thank you. And I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, can I can I ask you um so this is kind of pivoting now though. How do you navigate changing friendships? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely painful. Mm. Um especially cuz I'm going through that right now. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm sure a lot of like 20 somethings go through this. Oh yeah. Especially after school. Yeah. Um, everyone's in such different life stages now yeah some of my friends are getting married right some of them are having kids right like i i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) so i you're just winging it i'm just winging it (laughs) and you know what i'm doing just fine you are you are you're doing great yeah more than fine thank you um yeah so that's something i'm going through right now Mm. and i know a lot of people are going through this as well Mm. Um, and it's really painful. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm hurting. Mm -hmm, It hurts. mm -hmm. Especially like when you see them on social media and like they're going through like all these big life stages and like you compare yourself, Mm -hmm. but then you also feel like, for example, my childhood best friend, Mm -hmm. um, she and I really grew apart recently Mm. And so um, she's getting married this summer. Mm. And growing up, like, we were always, like, stuck to each other's side. And I really envisioned that we would be a part of each other's weddings. Mm. Um, But unfortunately, it wasn't the case. Mm. Um, I wasn't, I'm not a part of her wedding. Mm -hmm. And um, 
we've just like grown apart to the point where like we don't talk at all i'm gonna go to her wedding in the summer Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be my closure i'm gonna Mm -hmm. say i'm gonna wish her well say Mm -hmm. my goodbyes it's Mm -hmm. so dramatic but it really feels that way like if it's if it's a core person in your life and you have to say goodbye just because like you're so different now like it's definitely something to grieve and mourn over right which is what i've been doing and um it's yeah it's really, really painful. Mm. But at the same time, like, I am surrounded now by people who do like me for me and who are similar to me. Mm. And you can only just be happy for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wish her well mm-hmm. and just be grateful for the memories that we had. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. So I guess like right now as a 26 year old, Mm -hmm. obviously like we've grown over the years, like we've changed, like our Mm -hmm. values have changed. Mm -hmm. Like what are your qualifications or like just baseline like needs for a good friendship? For a good friendship? Or a good friend in general. A good friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say someone who I can feel comfortable to be myself. Mm -hmm. And um, we talked about this earlier but I want someone who puts in the same amount of emotional investment mm. that I put in. Because um, that way I can trust you, mm-hmm. you know, and I can trust you to be there for me and me be there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, like, it really stings when you put so much of your energy into someone right. and for them to not even think of you as like a priority mm. um it's definitely hurtful so for me i think meeting someone who also has like the same intentions mm. and um energy right. is so important right. and yeah, yeah. I, I would like to ask you the same what are your qualifications um, I guess like the biggest thing for me, I, I think this goes for like any relationship, but like if I feel comfortable to completely be myself. Right. Yeah. Um, and like I, I have no fear of judgment, mm-hmm. but also, so what I appreciate about you is that like, I know that like you have like solid morals. Mm-hmm. So I know that if I were to do anything questionable <laughs> anything sussy anything sussy sussy uh sussy sussy like oh. you <laughs> like you would call me out and i appreciate that yeah and i would want that in a yeah. friend in a good friend that's something that like recently like i learned about you and i really respected you and appreciated you for that oh yeah yeah i you mean do. not I, uh, guys i didn't do anything sussy she didn't call me out it was like it was just like another experience that i realized that she would do that yes right mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's interesting because it's like i i never really thought about that before mm-hmm. but until i saw that side of you i was like oh like i really like that yeah because it's like like we said like it's important to be around people who are real right who would i think real friends are people who call you out when you need to be called out right Right. And we all deserve to be called out at some point, you right. know? Right. But the people who really care about you would mm-hmm. pull you to the side and be like, hey, right. this isn't you. This right. isn't right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I I don't know. I think that like um, a balance that I'm trying to find is the balance between like coddling someone um, 
versus giving them the tough love like when they do actually need it mm-hmm. and then when it's appropriate and then just like and like validating them versus like being real with them mm-hmm. and these things are not mutually exclusive like they can all happen together at varying degrees yeah um simultaneously but i'm just yeah I'm, i feel like i'm just trying to like navigate the balance between like doing those things to so that i can be a good friend for my friends Mm -hmm. because i think that like i don't know i like as a type 2 enneagram like i'm prone to just always validating um even when i feel like this person is doing something questionable Mm. i'll just like people pleasing yeah aka people pleasing yep that's me (laughs) hey hello same same (laughs) same (laughs) these Okay, on that note, though, also, like, on people-pleasing, like, I used to be so, like, ashamed. And, like, I used to hate when people would call me a people-pleaser. And yeah. I would used to hate being described that way. And so, but now it's, like, okay, so. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to work on it, but, like. I'm just trying to keep the good mood. I'm just trying I'm just to keep the vibes. The good vibes. You know? Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> cutting. I'm just nice. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um <laughs> no one else is doing it exactly someone's uh, got to do it <laughs> it's the mangna in us yeah the korean mangna in us. yeah i just uh, want everyone to be happy it's, right. it's the libra in me <laughs> my libra She's rising a libra rising i just want people to get be happy and get along i love love <laughs> it's so funny because when we watch shows or movies and the and the friends like get along together oh she's, she's like she's always like I just love when people get along. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nothing like it, in it, in it, in it, nothing like it, in it, naturally, literally, literally. <laughs> um. So, what the fuck was I saying? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you guys, this episode is such a mess. I'm so... This is not the first impression I wanted to leave. No one's ever going to want me back. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Um, Wait, okay, let's reel it in. Let's reel it in. Let's reel it in. Let's think. Because I have not done a lot of thinking this episode. Bitch, we are on... We are connected to the Wi-Fi, and the Wi-Fi is a single brain cell. Wow. (laughs) And the, let me tell you, the connection ain't strong. We're buffering right now. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a sec. Give me just, a sec. Just, just let the ads play. Just let the ads play. All right. And right now, we'll take it over to our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring today's episode. <laughs> Legally, are you allowed to say that? Because we are not sponsored. Cut that out. Cut, 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 cut. That's me cutting. Um, dude, I just blacked out. Dude, (laughs) I just blacked out. This is embarrassing. And Ross. Wait, what were you saying for real? For real? For real? For real? Dude, I I just blacked out. (laughs) The whiskey hit. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why? What were you saying? Okay, let's backtrack. I can't even do that. Where oh, we were talking about what we want in friends, what yeah. we qualities we want in friends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, and you were trying to find the balance of right, modeling. the balance, right, yes. right, right, yes. right, right. Thank you for everyone's patience. 
who's ever, who's listening thanks uh that we just connected on the wi-fi again we're, we're back. back on we're, we're back. back we're back we're back we yes. back um yeah so trying to find the balance between those things so would you say uh, and okay i feel like this is such a real thing because i feel like when so like when you turn 25 mm-hmm. or like around the age of 25 that's when your brain fully develops mm-hmm. and so i just feel like i'm such a different person now than i was even like a year ago or two years ago um because i'm 26 now mm-hmm. last year i turned 25 but i feel like my like 25 to 26 like that year is like the year that your brain fully develops you know yeah so i just feel like that this past year has been so like transformational for me Mm -hmm. um as a human being yeah and so because of that because i'm such a different person like um what i look for in anything is so different like my standards for anything is so different including friendships would you say then in this past year your friendships have any of your friendships changed or have you lost any friendships um i think i lost the friendships that weren't actually friendships Mm, me too me Mm, too yeah like the friendships that were just superficial like i i'm i was simply friends with you because of vicinity and Mm -hmm. like the fact that we were we had to see each other yeah often but I feel okay. So I was going to actually do another separate episode on this on like my one year experience of like leaving my previous church, but like I can say a little bit now. Um, I don't know. I just feel so much lighter yeah, and happier. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize the mental weight I was carrying around from being in that environment and like having to see those people like every single week yeah literally like i would go to church i would just dread going to church and then when i would come home i would be so exhausted yeah i felt that way too yeah um but now it's like i i love going to church yeah i love seeing my friends at church like when and i'll like it's like so weird that to me that like i'm willingly wanting to spend time with people at church yeah um because i just like found my like community like i I feel like i found my people yeah and i found a place that i feel like i belong so um i'm like well like this is actually how it's supposed to be (laughs) like yeah yeah um for sure right and i guess like yeah something that we want to relay is if you're ever in like a very uncomfortable situation whether it be church relationship work Mm -hmm. if it's not serving you you gotta leave I think for me, it's, like, I have a lot... I have, like, strong attachments to people. Yeah. And especially, like, I think because you follow them on social media. Oh, Like, yeah. you're always, like, seeing what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think I, I, like, saw this TikTok one time that was, like, if we didn't have social media, you wouldn't be forced to follow to follow up with people's lives that are not actually in your life anymore. Yeah. The people who people who are not actually in your life anymore Mm -hmm. like social media like makes that impossible because like you're constantly seeing posts yeah like people that you don't even like talk to Mm -hmm. in real life Mm -hmm. but in like natural in life it's natural for people to come cycle in and out Mm -hmm. like phone in and out um but then social media like prevents that yeah and it's good in some cases where like you can keep in touch with friends that you normally wouldn't otherwise like keep in touch with Mm -hmm. but 
I I don't know. I like I kind of like the idea that like you're not forced to be seeing like um posts from people that are not even really in your life. Mm-hmm. Um I like the natural flow of that. So I think just this past year I've experienced that like natural ending to some relationships. Mhm. And also, I did, like, a social media purge. I <laughs> feel so good. Oh, it's necessary. It's so good. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. It's, like, I, like, for me, it's, like, I don't know if I like the idea of, like, oh, like, if this doesn't serve you, then, like, cut it out. Mm. Because, I don't know. I feel like that sounds very, like, self-serving. Mm-hmm. I got the sentiment, though. I understand the sentiment. Mm-hmm. But... It's more of like, I think like a a more like um, nuanced way of saying it is like, if you have outgrown this one thing, then it's okay to let it go. Yeah. And it's okay to grow out of it and move on and allow yourself to grow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this past year, it's just been a lot of outgrowing old relationships, outgrowing old like situations that no I mean, now that I'm trying, I'm now I'm trying, like I'm inclined to say that no longer serve me, but like Bitch. that I, I've, I've outgrown, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like after you turned 25, there was like, you've noticed a significant change in your life? Or like the way that you think or? I think it's really like, it's obviously not gonna, it's not like, oh, the second you turn 25, like, mm-hmm like the way you think about things changes like it's everyone has their own journey yeah um but i definitely think within the past year i've come to realize what i look for Mm. in friendships and what i would want Mm. and then also finding ways to like stand up for myself in those situations and 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 you know this, but I really had to get comfortable and okay with outgrowing things, like you said. Yeah, and that's so hard, Yeah, too. I, because for me, going through that, it didn't feel like I was outgrowing them. It felt mm. like something was wrong with me. Mm. Like, oh, what's wrong with me that we can't stay friends? Mm. And I'm very quick to blame myself a lot mm. when things don't work out. Mm in terms of anything really relationships Mm -hmm. or work or experiences if they don't work out i always blame myself Mm -hmm. and i remember talking to you a lot about that like is it me Mm -hmm. am i the drama is it me (laughs) am i the drama (laughs) but it's really it's not anyone's fault yeah it's not anyone's fault and it's a part of growing up and that's really what i've been saying a lot lately it's like the pains of growing up yeah it's so real it's like a second puberty exactly your mid-20s yeah Yeah, exactly Mm -hmm. and that's that's how i would pretty much sum up the past year is just Mm. um trying to be kind to myself yeah while realizing these things Mm. of life Mm. these natural things that happen as Mm -hmm. you are growing up yeah yeah yeah, I feel like for me, it's like one thing that I noticed significantly that just like clicked for me was my ability to validate myself. Mm, yeah. Because you know this, like you know that I have like struggled with validating myself and like my experiences mm-hmm. and like my emotions. 
But I don't know, for some reason, like when I turn 25 or like 26 now, like when I feel something, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense that I would feel that. Mm-hmm. And I stopped gas. I stopped gaslighting myself. Oh, it's stopped. so easy to gaslight yourself. Yeah, it's so easy when when you've grown up in an environments that have gaslit you your yeah. whole life. Yeah. But now I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's I, ha- I have deeper insight and I can see. I feel like I can see things from a higher perspective now like a bird's eye point yeah, of view yeah you can remove yourself from the situation right and i can view things objectively yeah. more and then i can see why things are the way that they are yeah so that so with like emotions it's like oh it makes sense that i would feel this way because mm-hmm. of x y and z yeah and something that i always say is trust how you're feeling that's so true listen to your feelings right yeah men listen <laughs> to your feelings <laughs> first of all <laughs> Know what you're feeling. Know feel like, what you feel, please. Yeah. If Don't you need suppress to write it. it down. Yeah. Write it down. Feel how you feel. Yeah. And acknowledge how you feel. And then air it out. Put air the it poop out. on the table. Yeah. Like the worst thing you can do to yourself in those situations is try to deny yourself. Right. Right. Especially, because, mm-hmm. I understand their negative feelings and they're so hard to sit right. with. Yeah. But. You're doing yourself a favor if you sit with those emotions and recognize them Mm -hmm. and just really feel it out, think about things, Mm -hmm. and then let it go. Right, because if you, like, feelings are going to persist no matter what. Like, even if you try to, like, deny or suppress it or ignore it, it's going to come out in some way or Mm -hmm. another, in one way or another. Yeah. If you repress it, it's going to come back stronger. Yeah. So just like feel it in the moment and i get that it's hard i i think for myself i have i have trouble like feeling my feelings mm-hmm. um, i'm always just quick to like i think i i, I do i go to tiktok university like i get <laughs> all my like like i get so much like knowledge and like deep wisdom from tiktok it can be pretty informative it's so it's like my therapist i yeah. mean i'm not saying that like tiktok should replace your therapist but like <laughs> i saw this one tiktok that was like if you tend to like if you're always like rationalizing your feelings that's actually just an excuse to avoid feeling them Mm. and when i heard that i was like damn i was like oh my god i'm so emotionally intelligent because i know (laughs) why i'm feeling this i can draw connections and i can just intellectualize my emotions but that was me just avoiding feeling those Mm. feelings because i didn't want to feel them yeah and i thought that intellectualizing them was a way of processing my emotions i mean i think it is to some extent Mm -hmm. but like it's not the same thing as just like feeling them and like just sitting with them yeah so that was a big learning that i've had and i think that i'm still trying to yeah navigate yeah and something else that i realize is I'm a very sensitive person. Mm. And I've always... She a a Scorpio moon. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. I'm an Aquarius moon, if anyone's curious. I think that's why (laughs) what I said makes sense. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. But coming from the water sign Mm. aspect of it. Yeah. um, I'm a very emotional and sensitive person. Mm. But I don't know. I feel like in society, people tell sensitive people, like, you're being so sensitive. Mm. You're being so... Like, why are you so upset? Yeah. You know, like why they look it... down on sensitivity and emotions. Yeah. yeah. And growing up, especially from my parents, mm, I heard Korean. that a lot. Yeah. It's like, don't be so sensitive. Don't mm-hmm. take it so personally. Mm-hmm. Um, 
be strong right Um, it's like viewed as a sign of weakness yes yeah exactly um but i think what i really learned the past year is that it is okay to be sensitive i think it's strong to be sensitive yes and it's actually weak to be like stoic and suppress your emotions like that that shows emotional weakness that you're unable to sit with and navigate your emotions regulate them in a healthy way Mm -hmm. sensitive people are stronger emotionally Mm -hmm. because of their ability to feel those feelings and navigate them and process them yeah yeah so that's definitely like a lesson that i've learned this past year is it's okay and that's Mm. like the gaslighting that i grew up with Mm. not to throw that term around so loosely but it really is like is people try to invalidate you Mm. for feeling upset about something but it's okay to feel you obviously feel that way it's natural you feel that way for a reason whatever that right reason may be so you just have to deal with whatever you're feeling and Mm -hmm. don't let anyone tell you that it's you're making it a big deal because you're not yeah there's a reason you feel what you feel exactly yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it's like like no i think this there was another tiktok that was like um no emotion is inherently bad there's no such thing as bad emotions yeah they're simply emotions there's like simply, don't assign value to your emotions right yeah it's just a reaction it's right. just a reaction that your body right and brain right is making it's a natural reaction to an incident that occurred yes um it's your body's way of responding mm-hmm. it's like when you if you're like lactose intolerant and like you drink milk yeah your tummy will be upset yeah that's a natural cause and effect exactly like your emotions are the same way it's like it's a natural like it's like a natural cause and effect of like why you feel that way why are you saying oh i shouldn't be feeling this way no it's a natural cause and effect (laughs) yeah that's a good way to look at it thank you yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) says the person who has trouble with their emotions (laughs) i'm the worst i feel like i have so much advice on this but i do not take it for myself yeah that's the thing right (laughs) ain't that the tea (laughs) true 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 Yana? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day we will take our own advice. One day. Just today is not the day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Because we learn. Yep. Yep. Okay, so question for you. Now, this is like, I, I know this is like a harder topic, but like, you've had a rough year. Yeah. I have have (laughs) gone through it. I have been through it. You've been through it. And I I think you're at the end of the dark tunnel and you're seeing the light. We made it, ladies and gentlemen. We made it. Yes. We out here. I barely made it, though. I'm not going to lie. You crawled. You (laughs) crawled, but you made it. Yeah. (laughs) Would you care to share some reflection i mean i don't know if it's too soon but like (laughs) dude you've been through it yeah you've been through a rough year yeah Mm -hmm. i guess for a full disclosure to i mean you don't have to share anything you're uncomfortable with yeah but to like give context Mm -hmm. um i 
been un- unemployed mm. for a while i got laid off and then um been unemployed and just it's just been a whirlwind of self-discovery and trying to mm. figure out what i want to do next and yeah. who i am and also job hunting sucks job hunting sucks. it's so bad it's brutal it's really really bad it's just so mentally exhausting yeah yeah i could we could do a whole nother episode mm-hmm. on this yeah but yeah, I mean, to provide context, that's what I've been going through this past year. And I guess what I learned is, hmm, I think in this transition period, in this time, yeah, when you're unemployed yeah. and trying to look for the next step, yeah. it can be so easy to be so critical on yourself. Mm. My my self-worth and my self-image has never been so low Mm. and that's so common when you're looking for jobs because you're really putting yourself out there for these people to judge you yeah and see if you're the right fit for them Mm. and um it's really just about putting yourself out there in such an uncomfortable way because i'm extremely introverted you know me i don't like to be perceived right right um so to put yourself in such a vulnerable position Mm. um was really difficult for me um and i think just trying to keep a strong head on your shoulders and um making sure to not let yourself get lost in this process Mm. and um continue to be kind to yourself was the hardest thing i've ever done dude yeah and i just feel like the situations that you're in it not only were the situations hard but the situations made it so hard for you to be compassionate to yourself yeah but like i don't know i just like i have so much respect for you and like i like deeply commend you for being able to like go through that because honestly like bitch like i don't know if i could go have gone through what you have gone through like yeah you've gone through it thank you i mean yeah 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 it was tough but um i'm thankful i guess coming out of it thankful Mm -hmm. for the lessons that i've learned even though i'm still processing a lot of those lessons right now um but yeah i think if anyone is going through something similar, mm. um, I'm sure we can all relate to that feeling of yeah. just feeling so insecure. Yeah. Um, and comparing yourself to people, to our peers. Mm. But it's just not worth it at the end of the day to compare yourself. Everyone's on their own journey. Yeah. And everyone's on their own timeline. So I think... The biggest lesson I've learned, like I said, is to try to be kind and compassionate in in a world that already feels like is against you. Right. Right. Facts. Facts. That's so facts. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, I feel like self-compassion is such a hard thing. Mm -hmm. But I think like, I think it's like a muscle that you have to exercise oh for sure and the more you exercise it the better the stronger it gets mm-hmm. and the better like easier it is yeah 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 and it's something that it, it's a muscle that you have to practice yeah you can't just be like oh like self-compassion that's so abstract like yeah what i mean like i disregard but like <laughs> no like i think that's so crucial to like just like 
living a happy, healthy life mm-hmm. and being the best person you can be for yourself and for the people that you love. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not to sound like utilitarian, like, oh, like, um, I'm just doing it so I could be a better person. But like, I think you, everyone deserves that. Everyone deserves, yeah. everyone deserves the kindest and best quality self-compassion for themselves yeah yeah because at the end of the day you just have yourself yeah and you just have to be like would i ever talk to my best friend like this right and that's something that i practice like every day Mm. something that i tell myself every day is i would never talk to Susie like this Mm. you know um so why would i talk to myself like that right right. and Um, no one no none of your friends would talk to you like that exactly exactly so practicing that and at first it definitely felt like i was faking it Mm. but you gotta fake it till you make it yeah yeah right yeah right and positive affirmations are so helpful. They're so mm-hmm. helpful yeah. in a very difficult process like that. Yeah. It's very necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, would you say that, like, the self-worth struggle was the hardest part of your past year? Like, what was, like, what do you feel like was, like, the hardest? Like, I, I just imagine that, like, you, I don't know, I feel like that's, like, a very, like, lonely experience like if you're the only one like out of your friends going through that like Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was really lonely because Mm -hmm. especially like i said because i compared myself Mm -hmm. to other people's situations so much and i was the only one in my situation at that time yeah and people can tell you throughout the process like oh, like, it's going to be okay. You'll find mm-hmm. a job. Um, everything will be, work out. But being in that situation, hearing that from someone who has a job, like, right. it, it can be really isolating. It could be, like, yeah. very, like, sh- like I, I obviously appreciate when people tell me that. But at the same time, it's not helpful right. always yeah. because I feel so trapped Mm. like stuck in that hole Mm. um so yeah i think uh the self-worth was really hard to deal with when i was comparing myself to people yeah um and it was a huge obstacle that i had to overcome yeah but i feel like this situation really helps me to face that core wound Mm. head on Mm. yeah yeah and that's so hard not to like tie your self-worth to that because it's like you're literally like being like oh like i'm competing for this job that will offer me such and such salary yeah it's so hard to objectively not tie your self-worth to that yeah even if no matter when when people are like oh like you can't like tie your self-worth to that like that can't be your identity blah 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 but it's like realistically like it kind of is unfortunately it's hard yeah it's hard like you like face the facts yeah face the facts (laughs) face it face it (laughs) not not to say that it's like yeah not saying that that's that that's what you should do yeah no one wants to do that but in but in in the society that we live in it's like inevitable we live in a society (laughs) (laughs) which you know we live in a society yeah yeah which is like not to say that 
like we're trying to excuse that right but really it kind of i really don't want your career to be your self-worth yeah but it it happens it happens when people try it up. happens when you live in a society <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, 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 right. exactly right, and right, right. You know me. I'm very anti-work. I'm very anti-career. Mm, love that for you. But I mean, yeah, like everywhere I went, I'm, mm. you know, every and person. especially at our age, yeah, too. Every Literally, person I met, it's yeah. like the first question is, oh, what's your name? What yeah. do you do? What do you do? The first question, yeah. The first question, what do you do? And then, oh, like, are you dating? Or like, are you yeah. married? Like, what's your, yeah. 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 And so it definitely unfortunately is a part of your identity mm. um so dealing with that was also so hard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you were practicing self-compassion what were some things that you would tell yourself i think and so, that you would want other people to tell themselves yeah yeah i think i would tell myself that i'm trying my best with what i have mm. At the end of the day, that's all you can do. Yeah. Is try your best. Um, sometimes you can't even do that. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay. It's okay. As long as you stay focused on the kind of person that you want to be, mm-hmm. it's okay if it takes time. And yeah. it will take time. Good things take time. Yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i would beat myself up a lot mm-hmm. on days that i weren't that i wasn't productive um but it's it doesn't help you in yeah that. it doesn't yeah yeah if there are days you don't feel productive that's fine right i feel like and i feel like something that because i've been through a phase where it was like right when i graduated i think i was like looking for a job for like eight months like mm-hmm. almost a year um and like it was so hard it was so hard like um the mental exhaustion you experience every single day yeah. the stress yeah you experience every single day it's like chronic stress for yeah. such a prolonged amount of time mm-hmm. and like the smallest tasks drain you so much mm-hmm. Like, just the thought of writing a cover letter is so exhausting. Oh my God, I'm triggered. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> um, but I just remember it. And that's why, like, I... Like, for people who have never gone through that, they're probably just like, oh, like, just... What's so hard about writing a cover letter? Yeah. But no. When you're in that state of mind, you're fighting your demons yeah. every single day. And these demons are big. Yeah. They are wombo-jombo demons whoa (laughs) whoa (laughs) they are (laughs) they are they are (laughs) they are amens not demons demons oh i see what you did there (laughs) yeah no like they are amens they are the top level a size yeah not b not c not d a a amens but now it sounds like i'm saying amen which is okay no, okay opposite. Act, okay, okay. <laughs> reel it in reel it in reel it in <laughs> reel it back <laughs> run it back um like it's just so exhausting um and it's like if you've never gone through that which i feel like everyone has gone through that though not the privileged folks <laughs> true true 
Not the privileged inheritance, folks. Oh, generational wealth, folks. Mm, no shame to you, but we just jealous. Yeah. I want to be you so bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, like, it's it's exhausting to just live. Oh my it's God. exhausting to just survive. Yeah. A day. You're really on survival mode too. You're truly on survival mode. You're just trying to get through the day. You're yeah. just trying to be alive. Like it you're just trying to get through a day without a suicide without acting on your suicidal thoughts. Oof. Oof. But it had to be said. Oof. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And so you're you're like trying to fight, you know, these like thought these negative thoughts. Yeah. So how are you like you're trying to fight these negative thoughts. You're just trying to get to baseline zero. Mm-hmm. And then and then to write a cover letter on a cover letter on top of that that's like extra work so bitch i get you yeah. like i i understand how hard it is mm-hmm. yeah and you went through that for a whole year like i don't know it's just yeah yeah the resilience that you have is Thank outstanding you. yeah yeah um okay let's lighten the mood a little a little bit all right all, all right. right all right all right now back to friendships <laughs> where do we go how long is this journey i want to ask you like okay so here's a pattern that i've noticed Mm -hmm. okay a pattern that i have noticed is that my female friendships Mm -hmm. all of my closest female friends all have brothers oh whereas the women I've come across in my life who have grown up with sisters. Now, there are exceptions. There are exceptions. I'm not Always. generalizing. Yeah. I know I, I'm like, I'm like chill and cool. And I like some. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, I'm being genuine. <laughs> no, sorry. You said I'm chill and cool. <laughs> I'm icy. <laughs> Which you are. You are. <laughs> Um, like with there are some like sis like female friends who only have sisters that i love Mm. i love i vibe with okay the vibes are immaculate but like it's just like a pattern that i've noticed in the past few years that i'm like wait it's a pattern that i cannot ignore okay so i'm trying to uncover that like i'm trying to dissect this right so it's like why is it that my closest female like closer female friends that i just really like vibe with because i also have a brother Mm. and i grew up with a brother right Mm -hmm. why is it that i vibe better with fellow female friends who also have grown up with brothers like think about it Mm -hmm. friend like the female friends that you fuck with i only fuck with female friends (laughs) <laughs> so but think about it. like do they do they have what's their family dynamic like do they have brothers do they have sisters are they only children like is there a pattern there oh you're right i guess i guess most of them do have brothers yeah Bitch, what is this i'm a genius <laughs> so okay this is my theory okay i think so don't get me wrong i I love when a woman is catty and I don't really like <laughs> describing women that way. Yeah. But like all power to you. Like I love cats, right? I, <laughs> <laughs> I love cats. I love the cattiness. I love the sassiness. Okay. Yeah. Like that. That's cool. Like yeah. re- full respect. You do you. But 
So I feel like women who grew up with sisters tend to be more catty. And I mean that respectfully. Okay. With peace and love. With peace and love. Yeah. Catty with peace and love. Okay. But then I feel like women who grew up with brothers are more like dog like. (gasps) Interesting. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, maybe I, I I would need some more. Let's elaborate. Like, let's okay, elaborate. let's elaborate. Because I feel like women who grew up with brothers or one brother, whatever. So here's my theory. Here's my theory. I have I have a, a few. There's a few factors that play into this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for one, again, I don't mean to generalize, but I find that women who grew up with mostly sisters or just weren't exposed to like boys in Mm -hmm. their childhood like if they had a lot of boy cousins that's probably an exception Mm -hmm. because i I have like a friend who has like a lot of sisters but i think she has a lot of boy cousins so she's less like this but like i think that like when i have observed how they act around men they act very differently around men okay as they do around around women whereas women who grew up with brothers act more or less the same with guys as they do with girls because they're just like more chill about it and it's because they've been exposed to boys at a younger age so they're just like used to it like they just they they just know like boys are not a foreign species to them yeah whereas like for girls who like only grew up with girls like boys are just like mysterious like mystical like totally another species like like oh i need to like impress them like they view them as like a boy not like a person you know not like a friend yeah 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 like someone to like like either i want to date them or not like in those categories and not really like oh like do i want to be friends with them or not yeah okay so i don't know i just feel like i from my personal experience i don't mean to generalize but like um i tend to get along less with women who are i just notice like girl like like you've had you've had experiences where like there are certain some girls who just really change how they act when they're around boys yeah like when they're around girls me's. yeah pick me girls yeah. um very like flirtatious mm-hmm. people which power to you which power to you yeah. there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. um i just don't like you yeah. <laughs> Or, or growing up, mm. I don't, I'm sure you've experienced this, yeah. but the girls who say, oh, I only like to be friends with guys because girls are too also, much drama. Oh, that is also. Oh my gosh. I would thing. always side eye them. Like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, what you, and, and also, also, okay, this is like a side note, but like Asians who would only hang out with white people red flag red flag why are you afraid of your own culture i think though especially if you are not around fellow like people who have the same culture as you it can happen like for me mm-hmm. unfortunately i had a whole phase of my life as a kid mm. where i hated my identity mm. because i grew around up around mostly white kids mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have Korean friends growing up. I was always, that trait of mine was always viewed as foreign. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would do anything to fit in. Mm. Um, so yeah, that there's sounds. a lot of factors that go into 
that kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like, have you, um, like what has been your, cause you're, you are a girl of the girls. You are a, I'm a girl, girl. You're a girl, girl. Yeah. You're a girl. (laughs) A girl's girl. A girl's, you're a girl's girl. Yeah. So like, have you ever like encountered, so like as a girl's girl though, have you encountered girls that you don't really girl with? Yeah, I um I think obviously like I mentioned the girls that claim that fellow women are drum drama mm. um and are difficult to be friends with. Yeah. I think I definitely don't vibe with. Yeah. Because I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm not friends with men. Mm. I'm simply not. Yeah, I don't think I've ever grown up with like a close guy friend mm. in school. Yeah, um, and I've always been surrounded by like feminine energy. Yeah, so I think because of that, we're like polar opposites. Mm. So I definitely have issues with with that phrase, like oh, like I I'd rather be friends with guys because they're less trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. which. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. And, yeah. Because I feel like in those situations, like, that, a lot of the times when those girls would say that was that they don't like to talk about deep emotional Mm -hmm. topics. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, a stereotype, right? Is Mm -hmm. that I saw this TikTok where... um, Yes, I also go to TikTok University, and what yeah. about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we both have graduate degrees. Yeah. Yep. Um, is that when you, when girls or when women talk about their um, fellow like women best friends and mm-hmm. how they describe them, they're always like, "Oh my God, I love her. She knows everything about me. I know mm-hmm. everything about her. We talk tell about her, everything. Right. Tell her all my secrets. Yeah. Yeah. But when guys talk about their guy best friends. Yeah they're usually they would say like oh like i love him we do everything together so the difference is that guys like they do everything together but Mm. women like we tell each other everything right so i think um there's a stereotype for sure that like men don't talk about their feelings amongst their guy friends Mm. whereas women do and so whenever a girl would tell me that growing up i'm just like kind of wary of them Mm. and i just know from the get-go because i love to talk about my life and i love listening to other people's lives and our emotions that's all i do yeah when i hang out with people yeah so i'm just like yep we're not gonna work out Mm. yeah yeah also i think i don't know i feel like girls who say that are just pick me girls and let me admit i think i like when that term surfaced Mm -hmm. i was like oh my god i think i used to be a pick me girl we've all been there that's true yeah like, I, I, cause I, I have definitely said that before. Too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, cause I, I think just Jenna, I grew up kind of, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like, oh my God, I'm such a tomboy. I just <laughs> love sports and I love beer and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but like, I think I'm more like, I have more like masculine yeah. energy. I'm not like, a, I'm not like a girly girl. Okay. I yeah. I think, I don't know. What would you say? I don't know. I'm a girl's girl. You're a girl's girl. I, I'm a girl's guy girl. Okay. I like both. But I will say, though, that, like, the guys that I'm friends with, they're all 
not toxically masculine mm. they're they're non-toxic mm-hmm. they're elmer's glue <laughs> non-toxic wow masculine yeah. yeah 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 and that's the only reason i'm friends with them yeah yeah i i could never be friends i i cannot stand to be around toxically masculine guys yeah. yeah you have to be in tune with your emotions yeah yeah all the vibe yeah all the guy like close guy friends i have we're close because they tell me about their lives they tell yeah. me things yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but like back to like the whole my, my my theory on like the differences between people who grew up with brothers versus sisters yeah i just feel like people who grew up with the opposite gender sibling I think they were simply just perhaps they were simply just better socialized at a younger age. And so Mm. as adults, they're just because they've been socialized better. Mm -hmm. They're just like more adaptable and like malleable Mm -hmm. to any person that they meet. So they're like easier to talk to. I feel like they're easier to get along with things like that. Yeah. It goes for like guys and girls, I think. Oh, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. Never thought about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any stories on like toxic friendships or like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would you yeah. care to share? I mean, <sighs> there's so many. Mm. Um, I think the most toxic friendships is when you feel like you can't be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You feel judged. Yeah. Um, And... You feel like you have to be fake at any point. Oh, yeah. That's, That's not so a friendship. Exhausting. That's not a friendship. Yeah. You're putting on an act. Yeah. It's a one-woman show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For an audience. Who's exactly. not paying you? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I've had toxic friendships. Um, and I think toxicity is a two-way street. Oh, yeah. So it's like... That's true. Your friend... I think it's easy to be like, oh, like that person's so toxic. But I think, like, when you're in a toxic friendship, you're also being toxic mm-hmm. in a way. I think for me personally, like, the toxicity would manifest and, like, maybe someone would do me wrong or something. Like, I would feel like, oh, this is not the type of treatment that I want in a friend. Yeah. But then my toxicity would come out when I would allow that to happen, but then I wouldn't confront them. Yeah, I would be resentful and angry behind their back. I would talk about them behind their back. But then to their face, I wouldn't address it. And I would just pretend that like it's all fine and dandy. Oh, yeah, I've done that too. And so, but then that's also me being toxic because I'm not actually addressing the problem. Yeah. And like trying to resolve the problem. I'm just trying to, I'm like sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. And that's toxic too because it just breeds more and more toxicity. Yeah. Um, Because like the, core issues not being resolved so like yeah um yeah i feel like i've like going back to what we're talking about earlier like i've mm, like i've outgrown a lot of toxic friendships and i've been okay with like saying bye to some friends i mean not that i've like ever cut them i like i haven't like like really cut off people i've just like kind of distanced myself yeah and then if we like meet again if our paths cross again in the future it's like i'm more than happy to like allow that yeah i don't have any like i don't think i'm holding like resentment towards anyone i'm just simply being like 
I'm growing in a different direction. Yeah. Be happy for me, please. Yeah. 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 Um, and like meeting new friends along the way. It's like a, it's like, it's like a tree, right? And like, I'm like branching, I'm like forming like a new branch. Yeah. And then in that direction, there's like other branches that like stem from that big True. branch. And True. I'm like finding my own path, and like yeah. meeting good things along that way too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I think a lot of, if I think back to like my toxic friendships, like, and this is like going back to like adult adolescence, like competition was involved. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Especially because like, I mean, we live in like patriarchal society. Like, yeah. Women are pitted against each other. Oh, yeah. You can't win. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's so like ingrained in us. And women also like have so much, like I feel I've noticed a lot of like internalized misogyny in myself. Oh, same yeah like a lot and i'm like i'll like look at myself and i'll be like oh my god like that's disgusting that's costing <laughs> like costing. how did i have that inside of me yeah. like i didn't even notice it but it's so big yeah but yeah i don't know it's so it's either been like women trying to compete with me for no mm-hmm. reason and i'd be like why are you trying to compete with me? like yeah i'm not trying to compete with you like yeah calm the fuck down <laughs> or it would be like um, I would feel competitive with them over certain things. And when you're like an adolescent, like a lot of it stems from like, um, like men and like insecurity. And, and then also, cause like, I feel like I've struggled with like femininity. Like I've mentioned this before, but like, mm-hmm. I never felt like, um, I fit into, I- I've been thinking about this more since I mentioned it. I don't, I don't think I fit into the male gaze, mm. but I fit into the female gaze. Yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I view myself through the female gaze, mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I am so feminine. And mm-hmm. like, I love that. Yeah. I love my like femininity through the eyes, through the lens of the female gaze. Yeah. But because I simply do not fit into the male gaze, like standard, I always thought that I wasn't like feminine because yeah. uh, patriarchy yeah um but and so because of that there was just like a lot of like like cattiness that i experienced growing up like as a teen yeah and stuff um, inside of my female friendships yeah and also just i don't know like some female friendships were just simply like the girls were just simply they were legitimately toxic yeah 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 and i just had to be friends with them because there's like close vicinity. And like when you're younger, you kind of lack the cognitive ability to recognize that and mm-hmm. be like, oh, like this is toxic. Let me yeah. try to find a way to navigate out of this or like navigate this healthily. Because mm-hmm. um, your world is so small when you're younger. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I've experienced it for sure. I think a lot of people have probably experienced it yeah Mm -hmm. definitely yeah but the great thing about like being older is that like you just learn (laughs) you just learn with things and like know how to deal with them better you know what you want you know what you want you know yourself better you know what you want you know what you know what you deserve deserve what you will tolerate not tolerate boundaries um like you're less forced to be in situations you don't want to be in yeah you're independent like you can choose i love what i love about being older is that you can choose who you want want act like legitimately just yeah really want in your life and you don't have to 
fuck with anyone who you don't fuck with exactly that's so beautiful i love that yeah it's so it's such a breath of fresh air it really is it's so nice literally is literally is and in it yeah 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 in it in it yeah yeah any sort of negative energy no thank you no thank you yeah 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 do you have any anything else you wanted to talk about let me think so what do we talk about we talked about a lot a lot of things in it in it you're just so good in it oh my god thank you bitch this was entertaining i really hope so if anyone if not anyone else at least for us that's literally all i care about yeah 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 this was very healing good yeah i'm very glad i came on I'm face my fears of public speaking yeah i guess it, i guess it is public speaking in a, yeah. in a way yeah and um yeah please invite me back for more bitch. <laughs> you know i will but <laughs> bitch. Bitch. yeah this was really good yeah yeah do you feel like you've had time to like reflect on things through yeah. this conversation i definitely so Mm-hmm. yeah i think just reflect on um everything because you were asking me about my childhood mm-hmm. and um yeah think about the ways that that shaped me to be who i am today yeah. and then think about in more recent years what i've been through and what i've learned um and it's like something that we talked about before it's like in the moment like i didn't feel like i grew at all mm. i felt very stagnant i felt very um disappointed in myself because it's like what what do i have to show yeah out of all the suffering what do i have to show mm-hmm. and you told me like no you actually did grow a lot yeah. like you don't see it but you've made a ton of progress yeah. when it comes to self-compassion and being kind to yourself and you've done a lot of work in healing even though it doesn't feel like it yeah but overall i you know that's that's the outcome yeah and i really needed to hear that Mm. yeah and anyone else Mm -hmm. if it feels like you're not making any progress um if you take yourself out of the situation and Mm -hmm. see what you've been through you have right. you have made a lot of progress and right. you will continue to do so right it's a never-ending journey right right it's like it's like it's like you're an ant and you're carrying <laughs> a big crumb right yes and you're just struggling you're like you're just like putting one foot in front of the other you're like when am i gonna get to the ant hole yeah i've been carrying this load for so long yeah and it's just getting heavier and heavier and it's tiring yeah and i just feel like i'm taking these steps but i'm getting nowhere but then from like a bird's perspective (laughs) no like you've gone from here all the way to here and like you have made progress but like when you're in it you're so close to it yeah that you can't see yeah it's like when you're going up a flight of stairs yeah all you're seeing is the next step in front of you mm-hmm. but then when you look down you see all the flights of st- stairs that you've gone yeah. up yeah it's like that sometimes you just gotta like zoom out and be like whoosh oh i have made progress even though it doesn't seem like it yeah yeah your an- an- analogies are so good thank you always spot on thank you but yeah just like trust yourself just trust yeah. the process trust yourself mm. i believe in you like one thing I want to say is like, if you're going through it, I promise it'll end. 
Yeah. And I you're promise. not alone. Yeah. And you're not alone. Like that. Th- such a big help is like, I feel like when you're going through it, your inclination is to hold up inside yourself and like hide, like seclude yourself because yeah. you're like, I mean, you're going through it. It's like, you don't want to be around people when you're going through something like that. Yeah. Like you want to kind of isolate, isolate yourself. Yeah. But I think that's like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. You need to like surround yourself with like good supportive community yeah. that will like help you through it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like definitely take time for yourself if you, when you need it. Right. Um, but don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah. 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 And if you're like hyper independent like me, that can be so hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm yeah but yeah bitch i'm so proud of you thank you you made it i'm proud of you and to anyone who's listening thank you yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you have any like okay is there anything that like if this recording like after this recording ends you're like oh i wish i I wish i would have said that like I'll probably think of it after okay, we're okay, done. Okay. Because right now I'm really distracted by this dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm worried, like, if we can even use mm-hmm. this at all because of the no, dog. No, it's fine. No one cares. Okay. It's just for us. Yeah. This pocket, no one listens to this except for us. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would like to say. Okay. Is everybody continue to support. Um... <laughs> Susie is working so hard. Am I though? <laughs> All I do is make jokes and laugh. Hey, I mean, as long as someone laughs and I'm laughing, I'm laughing. As long as I'm the one laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. At least I'm providing laughs for myself. Yeah. I'm giving myself a service. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> sometimes i like listen back and i'm like that was funny <laughs> like i'll laugh at my own jokes <laughs> anyways uh thank you thank so you so much for having me i hope this like okay i this episode was off the rails oh my god i'm so sorry I'm i apologize so sorry about this but also i know no one's listening to this yeah so who are we apologizing to <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm apologizing for being me um <laughs> s- no <laughs> I sound so arrogant. <laughs> but I mean, but it's I mean, true. Yeah, no. We're just having fun. We're vibing. Thank you for vibing. Thanks for vibing me. with us. Yeah, with us. I hope you have a lovely day. Yeah. And I love you from the bottom pits of my pits huh? and my heart. <laughs> we got to wrap this up. <laughs> okay. You are so precious. Yes. You're so you're you're even more precious than you think. Yeah. Okay. And you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not. Literally, if you feel alone, like you can like message me on Instagram. Hit me up. Hit me up. Hit my line. Hit my line. You can get my contact from Susie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah. Just just go see what um I tagged in my story the oh my person God. that I tagged in my story who, <laughs> who is asking for matcha. <laughs> the girl who's wearing a Thomas, Tommy, what is it? Thomas Shelby. Tommy Shelby. Tommy Shelby shirt. <laughs> Picky blinders. <laughs> in it. 
um yeah literally if you're going through it you can actually text me like i know people are like like influencers like i love you like like i care about you but like i actually care about you first of all we're not influencers first of all we're not influencers (laughs) the people who listen to us are my actual friends yeah (laughs) Yeah. so like you can you you actually have my contact information yeah (laughs) so like you can actually text me like and then text me too text me too you guys make a group chat yeah let's make make a group chat chat. yeah (laughs) let's make a group chat yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Just, you know, ask yeah. yeah, we can go get coffee or whatever. I love that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, hit us up. Mm-hmm. We'll be expecting it. Yep. Okay. Love you. Love you. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.